Well, hey there, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. It is Tuesday, February 12th. Uh, pretty snowy day, I think, for most of uh, most of the northeast and, and eastern Canada regions. Um, a little bit cold out there, so it's a great day to curl up next to uh, your computer or put your headphones in and listen to this week's episode of From the Press Box. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, uh, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I'm joined, of course, every week, come rain, come sleet, come hail, come snow, come sunshine, whatever the weather may be, uh, our wonderful editor-in-chief and founder of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. Happy to be here. And as you said, the perfect, uh, it's a winter storm warning hazard watch, whatever. So it's, whatever. And snow days for, uh, for, um, many of, uh, uh, in the area. So, uh, as you said, a perfect day to cozy up and listen to the podcast, uh, Absolutely. the full show that we have today. For sure. We have a lot, to, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about the Laval Rockets, two games that they played last weekend. Everyone is on the edge of their seat in suspense after dropping four consecutive games, getting shut out twice in a row by Toronto the previous weekend. What did the Laval Rocket do last weekend in a home-and-home series against division rival the Belleville Senators? Well, we're going to tell you in just a minute. We're also going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk, Rick, about um, some roster moves, some roster updates. We had an AHL contract signed by the Laval Rocket last week that we're going to talk about. Um, the Canadians and Laval made some roster moves that we're going to talk about. Uh, our, our phantoms fans and listeners and followers and our Laval fans and listeners and followers uh, will be equally uh, wanting to listen to all of the talk we have regarding the trade that the Canadians and the Flyers made this past weekend um, and, and how that impacts both teams. And then we, of course, will go around the AHL, talk about this week's player of the week, uh, as well as another trade that happened around the league today uh, before we, look at the week ahead for the Rocket Sports Media coverage. Hmm. All right. It's pretty good. I'm in. That's good. We got it's it's yeah. it's it's a good one today. It's a good one. Lots of news to talk about. Lots while of you're news. eating your, your plum pudding. It's National Plum Pudding Day. Plum pudding. okay. What's the I, I don't understand this. Isn't that a Christmas plum- thing? I don't even like it. But isn't, isn't there a nursery a rhyme thing? with the isn't there a nursery rhyme with the plum pudding in it or something like that? Could be. I don't know. But who eats plum pudding? Well, uh, the, um, the Brits do. They call it plum duff. <laughs> do I want to know why it's called plum duff? I, I don't. I don't know. We should move on. Okay. Is there? Are there any other national days that are more exciting oh, than? Yeah, not really. No, tomorrow's national breakup with your carrier day. I guess they're talking about. Um, it's not the cell phone carrier. Day. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's kind of dumb. There's a big day two days from now. There's um, National Cabbage Day on Sunday. A big day two days from now. Apparently. Hmm. Valentine's Day is that considered a big day? We're wishing happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners, followers, and friends. Excellent. Hockey love is good. Cabbage Day on Sunday, though. Mm-hmm. That's um, delicious sounding. From cabbage rolls to, to sauerkraut. Um, you know, the complete spectrum. Oh, true. True, 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 true. Well, and and... Well, coleslaw would be in there too, wouldn't it? For some, <laughs> for, for some, <laughs> it's got cabbage in it. Keep myself it? off that list, but for some, I guess so. 
it's a dangerous kind of kind of day. <laughs> National Cabbage Day. Potent. It all depends. Yeah. I could be. It very well could be. Hmm. Well, none of those sound particularly exciting, but but we'll go with National Cabbage. There's some cabbage stuff that's that's good. So so okay. Cabbage, cabbage Town. Cabbage Town, yeah, for the Toronto listeners, they know where Cabbage Town is. And where is Cabbage Town? There's there's a part of Toronto that's called Cabbage Town. Really? Yeah. Do they sell a lot of cabbage there? <laughs> at, at one time, I guess they did. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that maybe... Um, Maybe the Laval Rocket, when they were in Toronto last weekend, maybe they should have visited Cabbage Town and maybe they should have just stayed there because they might have made out better than they did by coming home and playing two games against Belleville last weekend. A home-and-home home series. One in a home-and-home home series. In Laval. That's right. And as I said, uh, coming off a four-game losing streak, two consecutive shutouts in Toronto. So they finally come home for a game. And they lose to the Belleville Senators five to two. And then the next day, so they travel overnight back to Belleville. And uh, the next night in Belleville, they lose six to three. So make that now a six game losing streak. Um, They have lost, I want to say they've lost seven of their last eight. I want to say that. Um, and whew, they have just they've firmly plummeted in the standings. They're solidly in last place in the North Division, four points behind uh the Cleveland Monsters who are in seventh and currently twelve points away from the Utica Comets who are sitting in that coveted number four position. Um it's it's just uh it's not looking it's not looking pretty, Rick. Uh neither neither game looked good. They um they did manage to score a couple of times on Friday night on the power play, um, but went 0 for 4 on, on the man advantage on Saturday night. And um, Belleville managed to rack up three power play goals over the course of the weekend. Um, frankly, on, um, on, on both nights, Laval's, Laval wasn't shooting much at all. Um, it took took a lot to get them out of the single digits and shots per period uh, on both nights, just overall uh, disorganized sluggish. And we're going to talk about some trades that had happened early in the day on Saturday that took some more um, veteran uh, firepower, I guess you could say out of their lineup. Um, But just not a good look at all of, of the way things are trending right now. But I, I just want to remind you, and I want to remind our listeners, that the Lavelle Rocket are the youngest team in the division, and perhaps even the the, the conference. Well, no, they're no. So, well, no, they're not. Um, well, maybe. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I've heard it. I don't think it's quite accurate. Um, and at this stage <laughs> in the game, isn't it? Is it really an excuse anymore? It is the middle of February. You know, it's fun if you look at (laughs) what's really fun is if you look at the um, San Jose Barracuda. Mm -hmm. If you look at the average age of the Laval Rocket and you look at the average age of the San Jose Barracuda, like um, minute decimal points apart. If you then look at the games of experience, um, Laval's got a ton more experience. I think it's more than 800 games of um, of experience. Of pro AHL experience? experience? Pro, pro experience, experience. Yeah. okay. I think it's pro experience. Um, so uh, um, I'm sure that is also using, you know, you'll find us at the bottom of the standings because – we're well, no, actually, I, I, and I, and I, we have we have very little well, we have very little experience. That's that's what that's that's not correct. 
I'm, I really hate to burst your bubble there, but um, actually What's the that? San Jose Barracuda. Um, uh, well, the other day, uh, it's been updated as of today, but they had just bumped the they just got bumped out of first place in the Pacific division. Uh, hmm. The 674 winning percentage right now, which um pretty sure is the best, almost the best in the league just behind Charlotte. Um, and they're only one point out of that first place spot in the Pacific division. In fact, uh, the Barracuda have been in the number one spot in the Pacific division pretty much the entire year. Damn, I wish I could use that. Yeah. It sounds so good rolling off the tongue. You know, it does, as, yeah. As, and as they've an, uh, got a much, as you, as you note, a much less pro-experienced team and almost a negligible difference in age. Hmm. And se- you say they're second in the, in the AHL. That's, um, hmm. Yeah. So if you put your mind to it, you know. Yeah, they're second in the Pacific Division. Um, Second in the AHL in in winning percentage as well. In winning percentage, yes. Yep. Yeah, they are. Um, So I. So maybe maybe I shouldn't use that that excuse for Lavelle anymore. Is that what you're saying? You really shouldn't. Actually, no one should really use that excuse. No one should. (laughs) No. Pass it around. I'll pass it around. Just pass that around. That really, that shouldn't be All an right. excuse that anyone, including a coach, should use uh, as an excuse. Um, <laughs> for, sorry, there's just something stuck in my throat there. Um, yeah, it's, um, as you've said many times, Rick, uh, this roster was hand-selected by Mark Bergevin and Joel Bouchard. And they knew very well how, quote-unquote, young their roster was going to be if they didn't make the moves that they needed to do to bring in a sufficient amount of veterans or retain a sufficient amount of veterans um, stock that they had coming in. And at this point, two-thirds of the way through the season, even if you could have ever used the youth movement as a as an excuse at this point in the year it's just not an excuse anymore they're they're two-thirds of the way through their first pro campaign i think i think they should probably have a good idea of how to play in the ahl at this point um doesn't mean development ever stops it doesn't mean that that veterans aren't still going to be playing better than them but it's just when you've got teams as you so nicely point out teams that are similar in age to the Laval rocket and frankly have less professional experience and are leaps and bounds performing better than the Laval rocket. It's just, then you're just not serious about, about the reasons why your, your team is not succeeding. Oh, and we should also mention, go ahead. I I think it's clear that, that in, in my little silly way, that there, there isn't a, a correlation between age and performance. But if you as a coach or you as a general manager believe that there is, then it was incumbent on you to make different choices when you were um, assembling the team. So mm-hmm. in either case, it's kind of um, an indictment and, 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 and really is uh is silly when it's used as a, a catch-all kind of excuse. And I'll add to that that I certainly hope that I don't start hearing any excuses about how depleted the team is because of injuries or call-ups, because I know we touched on this briefly, but aside from the NHL loans that the Laval Rocket has gotten on the blue line who have then been recalled to the big club, the only other recalls that they've lost were Agostino and Chapu at the beginning of the season. And sure, there have been some injuries, but not nearly like they've had in the past. Um, the amount of PTO signings and ECHL call-ups has been, it's been like a ghost town compared to previous years. Um, 
So, and I think that point was was made um, uh, on the uh, broadcast. If you're listening, if you're listening to the away coverage um, on the uh, the Belleville from the uh, Belleville broadcaster, that mm-hmm. they've been um, besieged with with injuries and and uh, the number of transactions due to 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 recalls and PTO signings and everything that um, their number just absolutely dwarfs Lavelle's number and uh, uh, that Lavelle has been um, one of the uh, more fortunate teams in the league who have not had to use uh, 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 call-ups from the ECHL or, or, or signings. And as you said, the, um, their, the, the, the movement, the player movement has only, uh, with all that NHL experience coming down, has only served to, uh, should serve to make them stronger. Yes. And, and admittedly, like as you happen to mention, you know, if you were listening to the away broadcast for the, for the Belleville Senators games, there have been plenty of uh, opposing team broadcasters this season who have talked about how uh, Laval's defense has been rather smothering and, kind of with a chuckle of, well, you know, yeah, well, if we had more than half of a blue line of NHLers, I guess our defense would be pretty smothering as well. So it hasn't gone unnoticed around the league that, um, sure, Laval is is pretty high up there on goals, uh, not allowing very many goals against, but when you look at who they've had on defense, that's understandably why. So, uh, coupled with the fact that, frankly, um, the cold, the goaltending has been has been again pretty decent this year, uh, but there's just there's nothing up front. Of course, the coach isn't afraid to say that they have no uh, scoring skill up front, uh, which is an odd coaching mechanism to me. But to point that out, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't really think the last couple of months of this season are going to be pleasant for Laval and their fans. I think they got very comfortable in the winning ways uh in Plasbell at home for for December and most of January. I think I think everyone started to to get a little comfortable with all those wins um and now that other teams are making adjustments um and now that they're back on the road and and Playing on the road again, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a pretty stretch run here. But we wish them well. We do, we do. We don't mean to be doom and gloom. We really don't. Um, just trying to be realistic. Um, you know, at one point, everyone was, oh, what's it going to take? They're going to make it to the play, and they were, ne- they were never going to make it to the playoffs. And I don't foresee them. I don't. I don't foresee foresee them doing anything to make a, a legitimate playoff push at this point. Uh, the things that they are doing, however, is they're sign, you know, they've got Charlie Lindgren, uh, fantastic goaltender on a, on a one-way deal uh, with an NHL one-way deal. Um, Michael McNiven is doing a, a solid job as the number two in the depth chart. Um, Etienne Marcoux is down in the ECHL right now, which is fine. It's a good place for him to develop. Um, but because of some injuries to Charlie Lindgren and some injuries to Carey Price where there's some call-ups and whatnot, uh, there was there was this time that uh, they had to, in an emergency situation, come up with um, some fill-ins. And, and Connor Lacouvet was kind of their bright and shining story of this this guy who had never played a pro game uh, or, or hadn't, hadn't won in the AHL uh, from the ECHL. And he came in and, and got particularly fortunate um, and, and played well on the, on the games that he played. Uh, and for some reason, he's now got a one-year two-way AHL contract with the Laval Rockets so that once they sent him back down to the main Mariners, uh, Laval now owns his rights uh, for the next year. And I know Rick, you and I were kind of scratching our heads at that a little bit, not saying that Connor LaCouvée didn't do a, a a good job on the nights that he 
got the call to, to, to guard the crease, but um, with the amount of goaltenders that are in this organization right now, was this really a contract that was necessary? It's odd. It's, it's just very odd. And, and perhaps it, uh, the story will unfold and be told, uh, you know, as we get closer to the trade deadline, if, if, um, if they have um, some movement in mind uh, with respect to that, but otherwise you have, you have Charlie Lindgren, who's the established number one in, in the AHL. You have um, Michael McNiven back up. You have insurance. You talked about the injuries. You have insurance in, in um, Etienne Marcoux um, playing for Brampton. And, and, um, and that should be what, uh, that should be enough. Now I understand that in a very limited, uh, you know, number of games, six games that Connor Lacouve played well for Lavelle. Mm -hmm. Um, He played very well, um, looked good. Um, You know, by comparison, he, he didn't look good uh, in his uh, three games uh, with Utica. Um, And in Maine, he hasn't, uh, uh, you know, prior to him signing the, the contract um, he had, the, you know, it's unremarkable uh, performance in Maine. And then after he signed the contract, well, I was going to say it was much more pretty looking than, than his record in Maine after he signed the contract. Yeah, that was, <laughs> he had uh, two starts back to back where, where he got pulled and um, uh, not, not pretty at all. No. In fact, um, first game back, he got pulled after giving up five goals on 13 shots. And then the next night, he got pulled after giving up six goals on 18 shots. Um, and that was just night, 17 it, minutes in the, in the first yeah. game. It was just 17 <laughs> minutes. So Exactly. Uh, now, they did give him a shot to start again the third night consecutively. Uh, and and he, did, he did fare better. Uh, I think they won that game. Um, and I think he only let in one goal on, on 35 shots or something like that. But, but obviously, um, I don't know, rattled that he went back down to the ECH. I, I don't know, but. Um. Well, do you have, do you have uh, a defenseman with NHL experience playing in front of you um, in Maine? I'm going to say no. no. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. It's funny how that happens. Um. We spoke that uh, about how on Saturday night uh, they the Laval Rocket were were without a few more players, um, and before lunchtime had even hit on Saturday, uh, the Canadians and Flyers announced that they had made a trade. Uh, the Flyers giving up Dale Weiss and Christian and defenseman Christian Follin in exchange for Laval captain Byron Fraze and defenseman David Schlemko and Rick this. This just kind of, <laughs> I don't know which fan base was happier, Montreal to get Weiser back um, or, or the Flyers to, to get rid of Weiss um, because he was pretty much, he was kind of, while he had a very strong following in, in Philadelphia, uh, his, his production there had certainly dropped off significantly and and they're excited by the by the incoming of of Byron Fraze to the lineup and whatnot so it was a whew, it was quite a whirlwind uh, afternoon on Saturday when this trade was announced yeah it was is simply from the the trade was simply um players that had uh, run out uh, run out the clock on both teams uh uh, uh, Philadelphia was was done with Weiss and Folan, and uh, Montreal was done with Fraze and, and to a lesser extent, uh, Schlemko. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. for a, a, to a lesser extent, Fraze, and and certainly done with Schlemko. Um, right. And I think you know um, uh, the players felt the same. <laughs> the players felt the same. I think so. Uh, Schlemko <laughs> was, you know, he was. Um, um, uh, he certainly was happy to leave Montreal. Let's put it at that. And uh, both Folan and, and Weiss had had told uh, Philly management that uh, they wanted other opportunities. So um, it was just um, uh, exchange of spare parts, play, uh, you know, players that uh, 
had worn out their welcome with each team. And, and yeah, they were, um, I think that um, uh, Schlemko was certainly uh, Fallen has been terrible and, and has, mm-hmm. has uh, only been in um, half the games maybe for uh, he's, he spent a good deal of time in the press box for Philadelphia um, and um, you know, um, Weiss had had, um, you know, they had, they'd kind of moved on from uh, from him there, and and um, so uh, they're, they're, the Flyers fan base was happy to get uh, Schlemko because he's certainly more versatile, being able to play either side, more of a puck mover uh, than right. Poland. Um, that uh, the Canadians were happy to get a fan. The Canadian fans were happy to get a fan favorite in Dale Weiss uh, back in the fold. Um, For sure. And, uh, and I think that that Byron phrase will bring some um, uh, leadership um, and, uh, and solid play to uh, Lehigh Valley. So, uh, kind of works out for both teams. Although I think this is, you know, there's there's big contracts there. Weiss has got, he's being paid far too much money for what he contributes. Same mm-hmm. with Limco. and um, so each team just, you know, they had a, um, they had a, a big ditch in the in the front yard, so they just went in the backyard and and got some dirt and filled it. It's 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 you know that. <laughs> and now they have an equally big ditch in the backyard. Uh, how mu- how much this advances the ball is yet to be seen, but um, yeah, it, it was just uh, getting rid of un- unwanted contracts and unwanted uh, players by both sides. And uh, you know, Christian Folan uh, immediately was was. Sent to Montreal, Dale Weiss initially, uh, due to to roster limitations, was initially assigned to Laval. Um, I, he had all of one practice with them before he was called up to the Canadians. So that was about the length of time that Dale Weiss spent in the AHL playing for the Laval Rocket was all of one practice. Um, Fraze and Schlemko should both uh, play for the Phantoms. Um, Schlemko and his comments. Um, mentioned that that Chuck Fletcher, general manager Chuck Fletcher, uh, knows him and and they're familiar with each other and that Fletcher has told him and given him an indication that he's got a shot uh, to to play at the NHL level with the Flyers, if not this year, then then next year. Uh, so looks like he's looking forward to to his prospects here. Um, and I, for one, I think Fraze, um, he sounded a little surprised at the trade. Um, but I think coming to a team with a positive environment that's on another solid playoff push, I think I think he'll have a very good end to his season uh, with Lehigh Valley. So I'm I'm kind of excited for Byron Fraze in in, in that aspect. Um, but that, the fun did not end there though, Rick, with, with all the roster movements. Um, so you've got Weiss coming in to Montreal. You've got Fullen coming into Montreal. Keep in mind, Fraser and Schlemko were down in Laval. So that means roster positions need to open up in Montreal. Um, well, and they traded for Nate, uh, Montreal traded for Nate Thompson. So there's another, Position to fill. So we've had a little bit of movement. Carl Alsner um, has been sent back down to Laval. He cleared waivers. He and his big old contract cleared waivers. So he is he is now back with Laval. Um, now, Rick, Kenny Agostino, you were a little surprised that Kenny Agostino was was the first uh, of of that fourth line to get the the waiver treatment uh, over, over some other people <laughs> who could have been candidates. And um, will he be playing with the Laval rocket is, is, can we, can we look forward to Kenny Agostino's uh, offensive prowess helping things out at the AHL level? No. Oh, good. That's helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's odd because uh, a number of candidates to be, to be sent down, whether it was uh uh, Deloria, Chapu, uh, 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 Pekka, um, and probably out of the works of them, um, Agostino uh, played 
uh, uh, the best out of out of that group um, on the fourth line in Montreal. Um, so when he was uh, put on waivers to to be sent to um, Lavelle, I guess the New Jersey Devils felt the same as I had that Agostino had performed uh, decently. Uh, and Agostino being um, from that area, he's he's always said that his uh, dream team, dream to play, dream team to play with would be the New Jersey Devils. So they uh, snapped them up uh, off waivers, and and um, just the latest player um, uh, we know of uh, Jakob De La Rose, we know of uh, Nikita Sherback, um, and now Kenny Agostino that have all been. Um, claimed um, off waivers uh, by other teams when the Canadians tried to send them down to Laval. Will we make it four for four as of tomorrow, since Michael Chaput has now been put on waivers today to make some room for, for, for these incoming guys uh, to the NHL level? Yeah, I, I, I think there's far less chance of that happening. However, um, like the Canadians uh, kind of kept him uh, with the big club uh, for his uh, face-off prowess, um, and uh, he struggled on the penalty kill. He, he's, he's uh, you know, he hasn't scored an NHL goal in over two calendar years. So um, it, it depends if, if – uh, if a team has a very narrow need, and that is for a, a, a penal, a, a, for a face-off um, guy, um, otherwise, um, I'm 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 more confident that uh, that he'll uh, clear waivers and get to Lavelle. Mm-hmm. It's going to get interesting as we rapidly close in on trade deadline day. Um, you know, keep in mind, trade deadline day tends to mean that there are things that ha- that happen that affect the farm clubs as well. Um, and we're starting to see that this week. Now, with Byron Fraze, you know, I feel badly for Byron Fraze in that the Laval Rockets had their inaugural season last year. And Byron Fraze was named the very first franchise, the very first captain ever for the franchise which is an honor you you know you go into that it's it's a historical um responsibility you're the first ever captain for for a new team um and good for him after you know a couple of months he got called up to Montreal um but ever to everyone's surprise never to return so uh only got to be the captain of the Laval Rocket for a, a small bit of time last year and um, for whatever reason, they never, you know, maybe maybe they never gave a clear indication that they weren't going to send him back down or, or what it was. But for whatever reason, they never named a new captain in Laval last year. They, they left that position uh, just open uh, and they had their alternates and that was that. And, and so this year uh, he, he doesn't make the big club this year reports to Laval and of course uh, is, is yet again named the captain continuing, continuing kind of picking up where he left off from the year before. And yet again, his captaincy for, for this team is cut short uh, having been traded uh, to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the, and the NHL or, and the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Um, so I feel a little badly for Byron phrase that he never, he never got one full season, uh, to, to be a captain. Uh, and there was a lot of speculation and wondering, okay, well, there's about two months of the season left. Will, will they name a new captain? Um, and if you went off of last year, the answer would be, well, I don't see why they would. I mean, they went four and a half, almost five months without a captain last year. So, so why name a captain at this point? But we were wrong, Rick. <laughs> well, not... <laughs> We're happy to admit when we're wrong, and we were wrong in that, uh, no, uh, in fact, they could not wait, apparently, to name a new captain. I mean, I don't even know if Byron Phrases has <laughs> has completely, you know, made it all the way to his new destination, and they have, they've named a new captain already. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of odd, and, and I'm, you know... 
in in the predictions, happy to be wrong um, because it's very difficult to predict the 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 mindset of of what's going on uh, in Laval, and and uh, they've named Xavier Willett, uh captain for the the rest of the year. Um, mm. Joel Bouchard obviously has great affection uh, for this player um, mm-hmm. um, and was uh, instrumental in getting him to sign the, the two-way contract with the Canadians. And it was, I remember we talked about it at the time when, when Xavier Ouellette signed with Montreal, uh, Joel Bouchard had that familiarity with him um, having coached him um, with the Armada and, and, uh, spoke with him and, and was, was, uh, you know, had convinced him to come to Montreal and, and, uh, Willette said, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate what, what, uh, um, uh, Joel Bouchard said. Um, and, um, but I, I, I made it very clear to him. I made it clear that I'm, I'm signing with Montreal to play in Montreal. I will not, be playing in Laval with great respect, with all due respect to my good friend, Joel Bouchard, I will not be playing. And we, we were stunned that somebody would say that, especially given mm-hmm. uh, the rough season, uh, the, the, the rough tenure that, that uh, we had in, um, in Detroit. And, um, and obviously, you know, d- during the, the uh, uh, preseason, he had, he, he had a tough preseason as well. And, and when he finally got sent to um, Laval, uh, there was um, a Jersey uh, waiting for him with an A on it. Um, as Before if that was some sort of game. consolation yeah. prize, I guess. Uh, is this okay? I know you didn't want to be here, but is this okay? Um, and uh, now it seems that, you know, that it's, uh, uh, they've, gone the one step further making him captain um for the the rest of the season uh which is which is unfortunate because uh, development development also includes uh developing future leaders and and uh, um, you know Xavier Willette uh, he's been uh, a points producer um since he's arrived in in Laval but but he isn't the future of your of the Canadians and it would be nice to uh, start developing future leaders uh, and and give them the the, the responsibility uh, of a letter on their their uh, jersey and so um, that's that's yeah I this is a, a as we've seen this is a completely way a different way uh, of approaching uh, an AHL team um, mm-hmm. Joel Bouchard has a completely you know he doesn't believe in in player development he believes in winning he 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 has um, a lot of NHLers at his disposal and and uses them over younger players. Uh, he's he his leadership group is there's lots of NHL experience there. It's a completely different um, approach uh, than anything we've seen, and uh, hasn't worked out so far. But we'll see if uh, if um, it pays off in the end. Well, I I, I certainly hope it does. Um... You know, I don't particularly agree with uh, naming a new captain just for the remainder of the season. And and there are some there are some guys that I think uh, should have been included in the leadership group that uh, were snubbed yet again. Um, And that's a little disheartening Um, guys who have been there and put in the time and 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 portray and illustrate very good leadership qualities. so I hope that those types of players aren't discouraged by these these kinds of decisions, and um, I, I hope that uh, Xavier Willett does continue to, or at least lives up to the letter on his sweater. I should I should note that it's funny um, in in the in the short press conference that they had today when they made the big announcement uh, before they hit the road uh, on their road trip um, that. So I believe someone asked Wellette if if he thinks that he's now looked at as an AHL player, and he basically said, "No, I don't think that's the case. Uh, you know, I, I I I know what I need to do to get back to the NHL, and I'm going to continue to work hard to do those things to get back to the NHL." And then and then somebody asked Joel Bouchard basically the same thing, and he's like, "No, no, he's you know he's he's." 
Xavier Wellett still has lots of NHL playing time ahead of him. Um, and uh, he says just he's not identified with the AHL. It has nothing to do with it. He has a career in the NHL ahead of him. But, oh, oh, okay. I'm glad both of you are very confident about that now that you've been named the captain of the AHL squad. So, <laughs> And maybe he does, but, but maybe he does. Not, with, not with a playoff team. No. With that being said, we are going to take a quick break uh, and uh, bring you a few short messages. And on the other side of it, we're going to talk about this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week. And uh, there's also a trade that happened elsewhere in the league today that we're going to discuss uh, briefly. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this short message. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Rick, every week we like to kind of give a tip of the hat and a stick tap to uh, the player who the AHL deems as uh, kind of the player to highlight for the week uh, with the CCM AHL Player of the Week. And how often, does it happen very often that the player who (laughs) is honored for the week, does it happen very often that it's a player that Laval has just finished playing against yep from week to week it happens every a lot time. <laughs> oh every <laughs> time is it every different this week? time no it's not <laughs> different at all drake batherson belleville senators forward drake batherson has been selected as the ccmhl player i mean guys must be salivating to play laval every week because they're like man i've got a shot to be player of the week for the league next week um drake batherson was has been impressive all season and he was impressive again last week in in both of belleville's games against laval however uh, the senators the b sends played four games last week he had six goals and five assists for 11 points in his four games for the Senators last week. It was, it was quite something. He had a goal and an, uh, and three assists on Tuesday night in an overtime win against Toronto. And then Friday in the five to two win against Laval, he had a goal and an assist. And then on Saturday in the six to three home game, Oh, he just happened to manage to score his first pro hat trick in on his way to a four point night um, in that game, three goals and an assist. And then on Sunday uh, in the four, three overtime victory against Toronto uh, extended his goal scoring streak to five games. And his point streak is now at nine games uh, when he had a goal in Sunday's game. Quite impressive uh, week for for this young man. And this just kind of continues on from um, we saw him in Springfield at the AHL All-Star game. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, without a doubt, one of the best players there. Um, He was the MVP of the All-Star. He was the MVP uh, in the All-Star game. He had, um, I don't have it in front of me, four goals and and one in the shootout, the shootout uh, game winner. Correct. Um, that is correct. And uh, yeah, so he's just he's just continued on. He looked uh, he looked very good there, and and uh, has looked uh, exceptionally good since. And played well for for Canada at the World Junior as well. 
for the 2018 World Junior, I should say. Um, yeah, just 20 years old. So congratulations to Drake Batherson. You know, this week, uh, who do we uh, Utica and Binghamton are on tap for Laval this week. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that maybe a player from one of those teams is next week's CCMHL, the player of the week. You're going to have to come back here next week to find out if we're right. Um, Careful of Reed Boucher. Careful of Reed Boucher. Oh, Reed Boucher has been on fire lately as has, as per usual. He could be. Yeah, that's, that's a good, you heard it here first folks. Uh, I'm calling that it'll be a, a player from one of those two teams. Rick's narrowing it down. Reed Boucher. You heard it here first. Um, so congrats Tanner to Drake Bass. Well. What's that? Maybe Tanner Kiro as well. But but oh. uh, yeah, I'd, I'd focus on Reed Boucher. I'd focus on Reed Boucher as well. Um, there was also a trade that just happened today. Uh, goaltender on the move. Um, speaking of Vancouver and the Utica Comets. Uh, Vancouver Canucks today, uh, Rick, acquired goaltender Marek Mazanik from the New York Rangers in exchange for a seventh-round pick in the 2020 draft. Um, and and Mazanik was down with uh, the Hartford Wolfpack um, this season. So he heads off to Vancouver. I believe Thatcher Demko is still out with an injury. He got injured in warm-ups uh, in Philadelphia a week ago. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing maybe he'll be in Vancouver for a little bit. Um, not sure that we'll see and, him in Utica. And chin up Michael DiPietro. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> things will get better. Yeah. Don't take it to heart. Things will, things will get better. Things will get better. He, um, he looked very young sitting on, on the Vancouver bench. <laughs> Um, in fact, I think I, because that because of the emergency call up, the first night that he was on the bench, he was still in his ECHL gear, so they had to hurry up. Thankfully, they had his measurements from I guess training camp or the combine or something um, to get him fitted for a new chest protect the NHL regulation chest protector and whatnot. Um, so all the things you don't think about that need to happen, particularly for goaltenders when they're shuffling around from league to league, that there's different requirements um, that need to be taken care of. And, and let's say San Jose's on a, on a bit of a roll. They're looking pretty good. So um, mm-hmm. in his NHL debut for Di Pietro to lose uh, to them seven, two um, is not, you know, it's not what, the way they draw it up. It's not fairy tale, but um, yeah, they'll be, There'll be better days. Absolutely. There will be. And especially, well, and you've mentioned this plenty of times too, that um, gold, you know, development takes time for any kind of player, but particularly for goaltenders. Um, so a, a kid that was playing in the ECHL to make, to make a jump to the NHL and then get thrown in for a start. That's, that's not not easy and, and and he he clearly wasn't ready for for nhl action um he no. he looked he looked overmatched he looked like um you know he wasn't ready for the speed or the the, the way that that plays develop uh quickly and and uh so he was yeah he 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 didn't look like uh he was ready for his first nhl start Canucks are doing some other things that will affect Laval. They have actually uh, just today recalled Adam Gaudet from Utica. So Gaudet will likely not be in the lineup for Laval tomorrow night. And I'm I, quite frankly, I'm sure the Rocket are looking for, you know, any help that they can get to try to get a win um, tomorrow night. So who knows if that might be part of it. Uh, we are actually going to take one more quick uh, break here um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about that Utica game that's coming up tomorrow night and the rest of the coverage that you can expect from the team here at Rocket Sports Media for the rest of this week. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this message. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. 
The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Well, Rick, we were just talking about um, the Utica Comets and the Vancouver Canucks, and sure enough, they are the next team uh, who get to face uh, the Laval, or who the Laval Rocket get to face, I should say, uh, as they are back on the road uh, this week, and they take on the Comets tomorrow night. Um, and quite frankly, where where things are standing with, with the division right now, um, that's not going to – Utica's 12 points ahead of them, and at one point just a few weeks ago, I think they were only separated by a couple of points in the standings. Um, I, I don't think that they can uh, underestimate the, the team that they'll see in Utica tomorrow night. No, Utica's been playing well. It, it, when you look across the league, it looks like, you know, teams are making their – teams are starting to make a push, and, um, and, and you, can't, you can't, you know, win one, lose two kind of thing. Um, you know, you feel badly for for some team. The the Hershey Bears, um, uh, they've won yeah. eleven of twelve games, and and they're still not in a playoff position. Um, you know, it's it's uh, if if you know whatever hopes uh, Laval still has of making the playoffs, uh, they, they have to go through a, a Hershey Bears kind of uh, push. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them to do that, especially to, to vault ahead of uh, all the teams that are, are standing in their way. Absolutely. So they play Utica tomorrow night and then play back-to-back games in Binghamton on Friday night and Saturday night. Um, Binghamton was another one, you know, Binghamton, Belleville and Laval were kind of all grouped together down at the bottom of the standings for the North division. Belleville, of course, uh, Belleville has, 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 has gone six, one, Oh, and three in their last 10 games, including the two games against Laval that they just won this past weekend. So Belleville has, has just jumped up to, to fifth place, just five points behind Utica and Binghamton has been playing well as well. In fact, they're on a three game winning streak right now. Um, and they are currently sitting in sixth place uh, with 51 points. So um, two games against Binghamton this week uh, could be, I, I think, I think the Utica game is going to be, to be very interesting to see if Laval has what it takes to face that team. We know it's a tough building to play in. It's loud. It's always physical in that building. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they fare against the Utica Comets. But the the four points up for grabs in Binghamton on Friday and Saturday night, those two games I think are going to be very interesting to see what kind of response Laval has if they have that extra gear that they can shift into and keep Binghamton from the momentum that they're currently on. Well, last week we talked about uh, how the February schedule for Laval is – is away game heavy and uh, you know, they, they, they're now uh, in the toughest part of that stretch and that's a six game um, uh, road schedule uh, where they're on the road. And now, now uh, you know, that started uh, against Bell, Belleville and they've been able to go home and, and so it's, it's broken up somewhat, um, but still it's, it's, they haven't, uh, they haven't fared very well on the road. The road record's not very good. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about it last last week as being uh, the worst road r- record in the division, and and um, this is this is this is their season right here. 
the the next five games. Absolutely. And uh, we here at Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report will have all of uh, the information and live game updates for you. Um, we will have some road coverage in there for you as well. So we'll have some, some post-game interviews sprinkled in and throughout there as well. Um, so be sure you're following along on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can find Rick on Twitter as well at AllHabs if you have any questions for him. He is a wealth of knowledge about this kind of stuff. So hit him up if you have any questions um, that you'd like to answer or just get his opinion on. Uh, you can find me at Flyers Rule as well. Um, and in addition to this podcast, we're certainly glad that you join us here every Tuesday for From the Press Box here at the AHL Report. But Rick, we have a number of podcasts at Rocket Sports Radio that people can listen to that cover a bunch of different perspectives. Indeed we do. We have uh, the Canadians Connection that's uh, available both live um, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern or on demand. Um, uh, have a listen. Um, that uh, a new, new just hit uh, this morning, uh, Lewis and Gibby. Um, they're on uh, that podcast is on demand and, and comes out uh, every Tuesday morning. And uh, Habs Unfiltered with uh, Matt Blaine and Treg uh, usually comes out every Friday. So every day or so. Um, there's a new podcast available uh, for you, all focusing on slightly different things, uh, but four podcasts all from Sports Radio. Um, and I want to, I do want to point out and emphasize that Canadians Connection, that podcast, as Rick mentioned, was uh, hosted, co-hosted by him and and Joe Whalen. That is a live podcast. It happens at one o'clock Eastern every Saturday afternoon. So you can listen to them live. You can interact with them on social media live throughout the show. They always uh, ask questions and, and look for uh, listeners and followers to kind of chime in and they'll read some of your responses on the air. You can call in to the show uh, live. They have a call in number that you're able to do that as well. So um, if you're a fan of the Montreal Canadians, uh, it's a great podcast to listen to and a great way to get involved in the conversation since that is a live program. Uh, don't forget, you can find all of our podcasts uh, just by going to your favorite podcast platform and searching for rocket sports radio uh, that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, um, tune in, look for them anywhere. And you can always be sure to catch us wherever you are if you're wanting some some good listening about hockey. But the, the easiest way is to go to, uh, for from the press box, is to go to ahl.report. Uh, that's you can right. find all the podcasts there. But you also get all the uh, the, the rest of the content uh, the the uh, game reviews and and uh, and articles there. The same for the Canadians. Go to allhabs.net. A uh, ton of content there uh, between the articles and the podcasts. Of course, if you're on the go, as uh, as you mentioned, uh, there's uh, there's uh, ways to access us as well. Be sure when you hit both of those sites, both allhabs.net and uh, ahl.report, when you go to those websites, look for all of our social media buttons and be sure that you're following us on all of our Instagram accounts. There's, there's, uh, each website has a number of different Instagram accounts that you'll want to catch. Uh, make sure you're following those for all of our original in-game uh, and behind-the-scenes photography. Uh, and you'll also find... Uh, the links to uh, all of our all of the Facebook pages for for the sites as well as uh, YouTube as well. So lots of ways to get your Rocket Sports Media fix, and we want you covered on all bases there. So uh, be sure you subscribe, listen in, follow along on on social media, and we will be here bringing you all the latest for the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all the other news happening around the American Hockey League. Rick, I hope uh, that the snow doesn't uh, become too cumbersome in uh, in Montreal. It's looking like it's slowing down here a little bit, um, but it's uh, it was another great episode today. Safe travels to everyone. Um, be careful if you're on the roads, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the arena. That we will. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. And keep on wishing Remember your dreams and 
own the skin. So keep on pushing. 